Well, welcome back to the Miles Driven with me, Miles. Mayor Harbour for me, Sam. Mayor Harbour. Uh, oh, German? No. Oh, okay. Uh, Dutch? Nope. Mayor Harbour. Further south. Uh, Italian? No, it was only Italian. Further east. Further east. Austrian? Much further south. Um, Bulgarian? Quite a hot place. Uh, Bulgaria, Hungary... Uh, no, hot place. Yeah. South, east. Well, east from where you were, yeah, and then south. Oh, okay. East from where we were, and then south. No, I'm not going to get it. You want me to say it again in the... In the I sort of said it... Yeah, but I said it in a sort of... Mechaba. Uh, that's not helped me. Well, the the, the, sort of, the tone should... No, you think, you're not thinking... Am I going the wrong way? Yeah, I think so. My geography of that particular people, area, I get a bit lost. People who are tuning into our car podcast for the yeah. first time are going to be very confused, but Sam does different languages, and I usually am able to get yeah. a reasonable guess in. But I thought you'd get this area, at least, because it's similar to things you probably should know the tone of. Ukrainian? No. No, no, I'm not thinking of your wife. I'm thinking of you. Oh, right, okay. She's um, not Ukrainian. No, she's not. <laughs> I was just going very far east, yeah. Uh, so It's not Greek. No, it's close. Uh, Bulgaria? No. Keep saying Bulgaria. Serbia? No, closer. Um, Turkey? Yes. Very good. Right, well, moving on. (laughs) (laughs) Eventually got there. Yeah, took you a while. You went around the globe. Yeah, well, when you kept saying east, I kept sort of sticking... I was right, though, wasn't I? East and south. Yeah, you were. When you were saying Germany and Austria. To be fair, I went to Ukraine, which wasn't too far. No. It wasn't right. Uh, Today on our car podcast, outside (laughs) of Sam's languages, MG, uh, we'll do a bit of MG news because we like doing a bit of MG news. Well, you do. (laughs) Sam's going to talk about uh, a TV show coming back on air. I am. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. There we go. Um, There's a little clue for anyone who... We're going to talk about EV adoption. There's just some some interesting statistics that come out. Okay. So we'll go into that. And then lastly, I think I'm going to talk about... Well, I'll save the last bit to see how far, how much time we've got okay. at the end of it. So we're not doing the last bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, first off, uh, I, oh, well, first off, do you want me to do the MG, Sam, and then you can come yeah, on to Yeah, why not? So, yeah, I mentioned a while back that MG are going to do this Cyberster road stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and their words were that it's going to be in the inspiration of the MGTF and mm-hmm. the MGB. Um, MGB, not BGT, because it's not going to be a coupe, from what yeah. I understand at all. But as it's getting closer, so it's moved on from being sort of a concept to more and more of like we're actually going to do it. And the more it creeps that way, I'm seeing less and less evidence <laughs> that it's really taken any inspiration from anything back. Now, oh, that may it's be unfair. so disappointing for you. It is. I get what they're doing, that they, they've got a few different bits of technology that they're basically showcasing with this, because MG at the moment essentially make SUVs and hatchbacks, sort of small SUV, yes. hatchback, electric, and um, hybrid. Well, my fiance's best friend's got one of the SUVs. Yeah, it's the, the, the SUV. The MG, I think it's HS, is one of the best-selling cars in the UK. The, the petrol one, not the yeah. electric ones, because they're it's very... Not- horrific looking they're very good value for what they are they have a fairly good following in the uk because mg 
was a British manufacturer. Obviously, MG today is a Chinese manufacturer. Yeah. You, there is no real getting around it. I was going to say there is some equivalence to Volvo because, of course, Volvo is owned by a Chinese manufacturer, but they're still mm-hmm. building. Actually, uh, they are building some of their cars in Sweden, but more and more production is going to China. Oh, okay. So uh, I, I just want to be a bit careful with people who are sort of buying Volvos for the whole thing of, well, it's Swedes. You know, the Swedes, they, they build stuff in a particular way. I mean, just look at Saab. They would rather go bankrupt than build a car that is, <laughs> that is not yeah. absolutely to their standard. Yeah. Uh, uh, that is drifting. I don't know. I'm not qu- commenting on the quality. I'm just saying that production is drifting mm-hmm. more and more to China. And with the MG brand, it's China. So it may have an old British name attached to it, but yeah, a lot like it's just different when people talk about, for example, Mini. Now we in the UK still claim Mini as ours. It yeah. may be owned by BMW, but the plant is in Oxford. Yeah, that's where they're building them. So it's a British company. I mean, it's it's owned by a German company, but it's originally a British name, and it's still being yeah, built. I think that's fair. Whereas MG is sort of on that fence of you look at their new products and you think. Yeah, I can see that it kind of would work here, but also clearly there's some inspiration coming in from the Chinese market uh, because they, I don't want to bore people too much, but it's just to do with how, how far ahead you're thinking in design terms. So if Toyota uh, were to have a meeting today about a car they're going to build, they're talking about a car that's going to be built in 2020, uh, sorry, 2030 onwards. Right. Because they've already... You know, they, they have such a long planning process okay. to make sure that, you know, the design department can match up with what the engineers want to do. And so there's a lot. And obviously, they don't want to get to the end and have a dud product. Yeah. So there's a lot of thinking, a lot of. Now, in China, it's a much faster process. It's like, you know, we're, we're, they're trying to get it done in a couple of years. Okay. But as we know, with everything in China, they the rate stuff happens is accelerated beyond belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, remember that story um, during COVID or whatever, and they built a hospital. I mean, yeah, okay, they built no, like five hospitals, yeah, didn't they? And it was yeah. like in days. I yeah. mean, I'm not commenting on how the quality of these things. I'm just saying the speed of work. Yeah. And at the end of the day, if it was functioning as a hospital, it was a hospital. Yeah. So uh, the bridge building, all that sort of stuff, yeah. you know, for what I, what has taken, I can't remember how long we've been trying to get a second railway. railway high-speed railway built yeah <laughs> but it's been over a decade of just back and forth of we should build it we shouldn't yeah. build it oh now we've got to buy some land now but the countryside the near us has been cleared yeah it has so and there is a railway there yeah it's not going to be operated <laughs> anytime soon i don't think but um so it's sort of that thing of you look at it and you go well for what it takes in developed well, i shouldn't say developed just western nations let's mm-hmm. say China are operating at a much faster rate. Yeah. And I think some of that comes through in the way of design. Uh, with the modern MG stuff, I think they had to get their first batch, if you like. So they had SUVs and hatchbacks to sell. Now they're with the Cyberster or with the Roadster, whatever you want to call it, they can kind of take a step back slightly and say, this is our chance to actually showcase what we can do, not as an everyday vehicle, but something a bit yeah. special. And so they're talking about a particular headlight design they want to use, um, some interior details, and all, but all of it, of course, drifts further and further away from the wooden steering wheel of an MGB. <laughs> yeah, which is what you want. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, and of course, it's going to be electric anyway. But it was just interesting to hear that it's 
when I first reported on here, I think I was talking about it as a concept, and it may happen. Now it's half inched, a little bit closer to being a real thing, and it, with the way that they are talking about it, it seems to be more like it's going to be a production vehicle. So yeah. um, it will just be interesting when it comes out. I don't think I don't think it will take the styling inspiration that possibly I was hoping, but you know, I'm sure they'll they'll get a good market. I mean, if you're building EVs, convertibles kind of work, I think, for that. Like, yeah, yeah, they because do. The, the, you know, the, the wind in your hair or the wind rushing through the cabin, that's kind of, it's almost all-consuming. All the convertibles I've ever driven, I, yeah, they were different cars, and I knew they were different cars, but the the thing that really sort of stands out is you're so used to being in a metal box that the second you're not in a metal box and moving, it feels special. Yeah. And so if it's got a silent motor, then it, it doesn't really... You know, of course, if you have a big V8 or something and it's rumbling out the back, then that adds to it. But, it, you know, if you wanted something serious for performance and enjoyment, you'd probably buy the coupe version anyway. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... um. That's the MG news. Sam, do you want us to give us the TV show? News? I've got some other news first. Oh, have you? Oh, oh, excellent. Okay. oh surprising. Yeah, very good. Just I've just got some more spe- some more specs on the Koenigsegg Gamera. Oh, nice. Okay. She's expected to be delivered next year to you. I would like put to put your order in. Yeah. So this is Koenigsegg's four door, uh, four seat plug in hybrid remember, GT car. Yeah, I remember. Which we about sort this. of. I don't know if we've put pictures up. We'll put some pictures up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That can be the picture I'll put up on Facebook with yep. this podcast. So, would you like to know how many units they're planning on doing? Six. 300. Wow. Which is quite a lot. For um, this type of car? Engine, two litre two liter twin turbocharged. Yep. That, power. Do ooh. you want to guess power? So, hang on. It's a two litre twin turbo with a hybrid battery yeah. pack. 800. So, the combined horsepower combined, we're talking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, actually, I don't know if it would be that high because... I can tell you you're wrong, and it's much higher. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Have you got a split of what's giving what? Um, so would I be looking for a kilowatt number and an HP number there? Uh, you can do, yeah. Well, I've got a kilowatt. No, no, because that's, that's just the conversion. Okay, between no, them. I've just got a... You've got a total. I've got, an HP, got... I've got an HP and a PS combined, which is pretty much the same. Combined, but yeah. you haven't got one that sort of says no. the motor will do this. Okay. Um, it's, it, it's Koenigsegg, so... It's going to be an outrageous number. Mm-hmm. 1,400. No, 1,700. Oh, that's <laughs> insane. For a two-litre yeah. twin turbo with a battery pack. I mean, I'm guessing the battery pack's probably taking up a lot of that. As oh, far as I'm know. aware, it's know, made, actually. but hasn't been... Tested. 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 Probably tested at the It's been track, tested, because but... I've got a claimed top speed and 0-60, which you can guess. Yeah, because it's interesting, because they've got a, a test runway. They, yeah. You know how they're based. Yeah, yeah. Um, just for people that don't know, it's it's an old Swedish military base essentially, yeah. and it had they have the ghosts on the back of it because it was called and I've forgotten the name of this particular um group that used to fly out. Of was there. it Ghost Squad Squadron? No, I think yeah. it had a I think okay. it had a bit more of an interest in. Oh, okay. I think well, I think it's a Swedish. That's name. what the following is now. Is the it kind of Ghost Squadron? Is that what is what yeah. the followers called? No, themselves? I think well, that's the English translation. I just think oh, there's okay. a Swedish oh, right, word okay. that it would have been, but. Fair um, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. they wouldn't have called it an English thing. Yeah. They might have done, but 
but they because of that they've got a runway out the back so they can do a lim- a, a limited test run because they can go as far as the test yeah as far as the runway takes them. But i think they must have tested it somewhere else for oh, the claimed yeah. top speed anyway, so we, um, we can do 0 to 60 we can 16. do top speed in electric mode and top speed in combined before mode. we do that have you got a price uh i don't at the moment no no okay no i can google it in a second i'm just on the wikipedia for it so 0 to 60 2.2 seconds close 1.9 i thought it might be a one point something yeah. <laughs> but it's just i always a bit which is quick for a family car <laughs> <laughs> which is what this is well tesla would it's argue a... tesla would argue that's old news yeah they yeah, would but tesla won't be doing the top speed no. this is doing um can you imagine being punched forward at 1.9 seconds to <laughs> as start? a four-year-old in the back of the car you're sat <laughs> now and in like hang on now you're doing 60 like yeah. you're sat still wherever you're listening to this and now you're doing 60 yeah it's mad isn't it it's like being shot out of a gun <laughs> it's just, you know, cannon fire behind you um top, top speed, speed in electric mode Oh, okay. It's got two different. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Top speed electric, mm, not going to be as high as its ultimate. No. Because that's where you need yeah. combustion engine. Uh, 160. Mm, reasonably bit... close. More. More? Yeah. Oh, I'm impressed, actually. Cause These are obviously they... claimed. But... Yeah, yeah. Uh, one, 175. Nearly. So 186, which is 300 kilometers an hour. Okay. The oh, kilometers yeah, are much, electric. the kilometers are much rounder numbers. Yeah. Okay. So, so top, the combined. They've top just speed. written a number. They've done what the Italians do. Write a rounded number on a board. Yeah. Someone will then put it into Imperial. That's the number. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, combined. This Bear in mind, this is a four-seated family car. Yeah. That's what they claim. It's a four-seat Grand Tour, but there's also been, yeah, sort of put out there as you can take the family out. The this. thing is, once you're going above two hundred, the amount of power you need to keep pushing the air. Would be around 1,700 horsepower. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm going to go... I can't think of what they're old. If you think about a clue, something I said about the last... T- the last kilometres. Rounded. It's can I guess it's... in kilometres? Yeah. Um, and then you can guess what that is in miles. 500 kilometres no, an hour. No, don't be silly, Miles. Okay. I, I was going to say, it's if it's the fastest that, car in the world. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if it's that, that's just that way. Um, 450 kilometers no 400 yeah, yeah. 400 okay that's you know fair. what that is in miles an hour uh that is a four seater 224 no 249 is it yeah that's what it says here anyway well 62 miles 400 kilometers, kilometers an hour uh on two in brackets oh, sorry, 249 two... miles an yes hour. it is it is yeah yeah because my calculations are off but not bad i mean <laughs> let me outrageous. just see if i can get a rough price the only thing that's the only thing I, I okay was... i got price <laughs> Is the it projected with, price is anyway. it in your budget? In my budget of, of monthly payments, reality, or if, when if, I've won the lottery. If I was in the most trade again, yeah. and you walked in and you said, "I've got this much a month if, and this much." If down. you were in the most trade and I walked into <laughs> where you were working and was able to buy a Koenigsegg from you, <laughs> yes, I would imagine that there'd be some sort of deal where you'd be helping me get one. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess. Uh, all out price yeah um, this is obviously this is million pounds no it's oh, a bargain then oh well yeah uh is it what's the price in Sorry. pounds uh dollars sorry dollars uh 1.8 million dollars oh 1.7 oh okay i mean it's still out a snip isn't it a yeah. snip at 1.7 million for a four-seater so you 
me and the rest of my groom's party could yeah. go to the wedding <laughs> yeah. at 250 miles an hour <laughs> yeah. in this. Uh, I'm just thinking that, so it's... And like, it's a two-door. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> two-door, oh, four seats. It's really long yeah. doors, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. But they still open in the scissor fact, the sort of scissory... So if you're a very, very wealthy um, motor enthusiast out there and you're not really so fully electric, but you have had two children and you don't want to buy an SUV, you you want (laughs) to stick with your extreme stuff, then you can knock on uh, Koenigsegg's door and say, um, right, here's my money. I want that family car. And he'll say, sorry, I've already sold all 300. I bet, I bet they have, actually. So, yeah. you know, sometimes when you Google things and then it's got the people also ask and it's got like four or five questions. Someone's like, well, what's it? If, well, the if second I put one here, pounds down. The second one here is, can I buy Koenigsegg Gamera? And I click the down arrow just to expect it to come up with just two letters that just said no. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, anyway, so I shall move on now to my Sam's going to give it to you. He's gone, give it to you, Sam's gone, give see, it to see you. If someone's He's gone, gone it give it that. to you. Yeah. So that's one copyright lawsuit. That we've there we got. go, yeah. <laughs> so if anybody has guessed, good news, which would be another copyright lawsuit. Yes. <laughs> it's the return of, oh, we need like, a, this is where we need like the sort of bomb things that go off on the screen. Yeah, I need to give you your... Um... I need my soundboard. Yeah. So it's the return of Pimp My... Right. That was quite good. UK. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Without exhibit. So, yeah, it's going to be coming back for six shows, I believe. Six. Yeah, six yeah. shows. Exhibit is not in it. I don't know what the host's name is. You might off the top of your head. If oh, not, I then we'll find out. No. But, yeah, I mean, it's good. If anybody wanting our sort of age, so around the sort of 30s, looking to relive a bit of your youth, I, I assume hope. it's going to be on MTV, is it? Yeah. Uh, yes, I think it's MTV. Okay. So I, I assume what they're going to do is go with the new host and say, "Don't go and give it to." I don't know what the actual intro was. It wasn't exhibit, was it? Was exhibit the intro? I think he did a. I think he did a okay, thing for yeah. it, but it might not have been one of his major. Yeah. I think I. I actually really hope that they do it properly and get a new audience interested in. No, I hope the, they do it exactly how it used to be. Yeah, that's they what get I'm saying. a clapped yeah. out old piece of rubbish yeah. and they just put a TV in the boot. <laughs> yeah. And then something like a waffle iron in the back seat. But you wonder the what seat. they would do, because back in well, 2004, when they do that, the idea of someone having a 32-inch TV in their boot with three subwoofers and yeah. all fiberglassed in, that was like... And a massive body kit and some rims. No engine upgrades. No. Just, just a quick wipe. <laughs> just a Nissan Almira. Yeah. <laughs> but that was like... It, you would be the absolute ball of a yeah. car mate. I remember a guy I worked with always was trading out cars, but he had... A Ford Focus, nothing special, like a 1.8 three-door Ford Focus, similar to what mm-hmm. you had as your first car, Sam. Yeah. In the back of it, it was a X... I can't remember the, the audio company, but it was one of their ex-demonstrator cars. Okay. And uh, met up with him and a few guys that I worked with. We were going for a drink, and there was steel shutters down on like a load of shops that he parked up next to. And we could hear him turning up from a distance. <laughs> And now that we were out, because we, he never turned it up full blast at work, because you know it would be a bit. Yeah. This was a this was a demonstrator car. And we were like, go on then, see how it, it was shaking the metal. Uh, <laughs> right, yeah. Like you were just. He's thinking this is everything around me. Is it's like the air is noise. Yeah. It was incredible how much noise this thing could make. But at the time. You know, I mean, it didn't go in very quickly. And it was no. weighed down by about four tons worth yeah. of audio gear. <laughs> yeah. And he had to have 
a leisure battery. You know, like an, a, an oh, RV okay. has. Yeah, yeah. He has a leather, leisure battery just to power all this <laughs> stuff. Because, of course, it would just flatten a regular car yeah. battery. But that came out of all this. And I know people say, oh, what, you know, how silly does that look? But you think, you know what? Yeah, it does. It looks ridiculous. But I enjoy right. watching it. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't mind seeing people. What, what we've I've mentioned it many a times. We've got a sea of grey cars on the road now, mm-hmm. from white to black, silver to grey. Everyone's driving the same sort of stuff. No one wants to stand out. And I don't know how that has happened. Well, I do. I just can't afford a car that's worthy of standing out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah but, you know, back in the 2000s, people would buy a silver car, and they just put racing stripes down there, and they would look a bit silly. But yeah. you know what? They knew it was their car in a car park. Yeah. <laughs> I could put the uh, the Too Fast, Too Furious... Uh, skyline stripes blue stripes and yeah. all the and all the decals down the side of my astra there you go it's technically got a body kit on it but today that would just look dated but then it just looked i think it'd look pretty cool i might do it oh yeah well, that's <laughs> be one of our youtube co, videos sparko decals look down the side for it yeah <laughs> i just well at the end of the day it's it's pimp my ride yeah. or love island right well i know, know which what? one i'm choosing yeah, there we go <laughs> i just i just think that we need to get back to being a bit interested in being individual with our cars and i think what's happened is because of it used to be you didn't have any feedback apart from at car shows to what you did at your with your car and yeah. so when you went to a car show it was a, just an echo chamber of everyone there has put a massive body kit on their car so of course they think yours is cool yeah like into ne- max power life yeah <laughs> and you never listen to the people who are being dull and going oh well that's that looks ridiculous and you shouldn't waste your money you should go and invest it in an ISA or blah 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 yeah. <laughs> now people are terrified of standing out because of course you put a picture on social media of your car and you'll have 50 strangers tell you that you're the worst yeah, person exactly, in the world yeah. and that you should be ashamed of yourself and that's ridiculous and laughing at you and i think if you're if you're our age then you don't care you know i couldn't give two sods what everyone thinks of my car but when you're you know in your teenage years just got your driving license this stuff's really important you don't want to be having people pick on you um for it and you're uh, you know you, that's just part of car culture yeah uh women and men i mean it, one of the things that used to get me is when you'd see a lot of women turn up to car shows and there was a real interest by women when it was oh you can vinyl wrap your car in bright yellow or pink or green or whatever and actually you can have you know a big body kit on it and you don't need to know lots about cars because mm-hmm. actually a lot of the guys here don't know a lot about no. engines <laughs> they know about body kits and sound speed yeah my, my aunt is a great example of someone she knows sound speeds you know she, she's interested in cars yeah but if i got into the minutiae of how a crankshaft spins she's not, she's not overly interested in no that. so we need you know we need that interest coming from people of all walks of life and i think modifying cars with a bit of personalization and people not listening to sort of your trolls online that, that basically want you to drive a great a gray golf because that's all they want to be seen in because they're yeah. terrified of having anyone make a comment to them it's just like look i just hope we're i hope the show does it right yeah because what they could do is make it like it's i don't know today and just do really subtle upgrades to stuff and you look at it after and you think so basically what you've done is fixed this should be called yeah fix, fix my, my ride <laughs> yeah fix my ride not you know um so yeah anyway i, I quite look forward to that I, I think it's uh i think it's a few months off release oh okay I think. anyway off the back of that 
um, I saw quite an interesting study the other day about EV adoption, and it was it was a study that's done yearly. Yeah, and there's been a drop off of people aged. I can't remember it was eighteen to twenty six or something. Yeah. Last year they there was about like a sixty percent response said they were interested in an EV as their next car okay. because it was all the bars people were talking about electric this electric that. That numbers dropped to something like thirty five forty percent in a wow. year. Now in older age groups it's increased in interest for okay. their next car. This is, and I, I'm, I'm possibly I think I know what's happening. But then I think I always know what's happening. Yeah, that's true. Um, if you're between the ages of 18 and 26, you grew up with a phone that was a smartphone. Mm-hmm. You didn't have an old Nokia like we did when we grew up and sort of matured with yeah, yeah. the smartphone. You've always had it. You've always had just a device that did magic stuff and could dance and all this sort of stuff. So now when people are saying, oh, well, you can have all of that in a car. You you've kind of just like well, why is that impressive? Yeah, no, that's it's, it's almost become expected. It's just the norm. So they'd get I, they'd get in like your old Clio or my current Astro yeah, yeah. and be like, well, where's the where's the screen? Oh, it's this this orange pixelated thing. But do you know what that shows you the radio station yeah. and the range. Well, where's where's the where's all like the icons that show me which doors open? Yeah. Where's oh the, no, there's there's a red button on the dash that says a door is open. Where's somewhere. the fifteen inch screen in the middle yeah. that is just? Why can't I listen to my DAB radio station? Well, it hasn't got DAB. It's got an aux cable. But do you know what's funny? Remember when that was ahead of the time? Oh, Sorry to well, jump to on the Astra. No, yeah, remember my cable. old Astra? Yeah, you ha- you would have to yes. get an aftermarket stereo. Yeah, but the Astra I've got now because it was the facelift has an aux point by the. It's in the armrest. Oh, the way an armrest yeah. would be. But what's and that funny was like, is, wow, it's got an aux point. What's funny is you look at that now and it's such a tack on. Like it's something oh, like yeah. boxer will like, oh, we need to put one in. Where should we do it? Oh, just someone drill a hole in yeah. the thing. And we'll and put a lead that runs to yeah. that. But what I think is happening from speaking to people, I've got a cousin in Sweden mm-hmm. who I regularly talk to about cars. He was saying to me how all, him and all of his friends are really interested now in really analog cars like stuff that has yeah is no computers well i say so no computers. old it's become cool yeah it's sort of like but if we're talking about 90 stuff so it has some onboard computers but it doesn't have any tech at all yeah and the idea of well you have to shift gears yourself you have to control it yourself you have to pay attention to it it demands more of you than a lot of sort of especially bold. in sweden well yeah especially when it's snowing <laughs> yeah it's just that thing of People were very interested in self-driving, tech, this, that. And then all of a sudden, you're saying, yeah, because two people who are 35, 40, 50, this is like the next thing, the new thing. Yeah. Like in the early 2000s, it was a diesel engine because diesels Mm -hmm. were, you know, a bit smelly and blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden it was German manufacturers said, no, we've we've cracked it and you can be as quick as a petrol or near enough. Yeah, with great economy and people were like, oh, jump into the new thing. Now they're doing the same with EVs. But the younger generation is sort of like, well, all you're selling me is a mobile phone. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's actually a word, isn't it? A mobile mobile phone. (laughs) Yeah, a a moving sort of tech thing. And I've I've already got all of that. Mm -hmm. They can, you know, ride, ride share. They've got scooters you can rent by tapping your phone on them. So what's a car company coming with and I, I think it's really interesting i'll be interested to see if we see a little bit of a, a move around in the market bringing 
more and more of an analog experience. Yeah, you almost want MG to make the MGB yeah, just, as an electric car, just, but as it was. Yeah, just there it is. And, you know, it will still feel... Let's it, get back to cars that have got clocks in them. Yeah. <laughs> like actual clocks. Actual little things. Analog two, clocks. Uh, yeah, two arms and... but uh, Two hands, sorry. Yeah, it's got two arms. A uh, couple of feet. I just... Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was really interesting. I thought, I think it's, it's not beauty in the beast, Miles. No, <laughs> I think it's novelty. I think we're always looking for something different. That's why smartphones were so incredible because when they came out, there was nothing like them. Your TV was nowhere near as advanced for a long, long time, and still today. Well, I mean, I'll, I'll go home if my Bluetooth is on, yeah, and I'm watching a YouTube video on my phone. It'll ask me if I want to put it on the telly, yeah, because I've got a Samsung phone and a Samsung so telly. So it just connects up, yeah. But it, that took, you know, TVs. Yeah. Were, so before that, TVs were like, wow, we had radio. See, I think I could live without all of the really jazzy new stuff. Uh, genuinely, I was thinking about this the other day. I was having a conversation with my partner. And, uh, I mean, we probably wouldn't have this podcast or the YouTube channel. But Well, no, I think <laughs> what, I, what I said was, if I could have a colour screen, la- larger colour screen phone, yeah. and I had WhatsApp for messaging, yeah. I, had, I could watch stuff on YouTube, and um I'd, I'd rather oh, social media podcasts. didn't exist yeah but if genuinely I, if, like, I, if it all disappeared but we and we had websites yeah like forums and yeah stuff and that, you could have yeah. podcasts i think i'd be i'd be happy i think if you have podcasts youtube has become is basically like a replacement for tv so it's more media than it is yeah. social media it's bring just, back teletext god do you remember teletext yeah, yeah that's I how you used to find out like your transfer rumors for football and yeah stuff, yeah like, yeah, and you used come to see up on there was the, CFAX. The first thing CFAX, you come up and it would tell you your uh, holiday deals. Yes, <laughs> you know, yeah, go, yeah. And it wasn't like you could do anything with it. It was like go to your local agent. There's yeah. like a hundred of these slots, and of course they've just told everyone that. And it's yeah. just it's hilarious Whereas, now to uh, think that was. If you uh, if you go from that's where we used to find out, um, like sort of transfer stuff for football, yeah, or in the paper, yeah, or you could call. Most clubs had like a transfer hotline that you'd have to pay like fifty p yes. a minute, yeah. and they'd tell you what they thought was going on. This is an interesting little snippet on how things have evolved. The other day, my team were interested in signing a player and he had got on a private jet to come. We we have signed him. It's our new striker. But he got on a plane to come from Italy to London and people found out from his Instagram picture. He took a picture of the plane getting on it and put it on his Instagram. Didn't say where he was going, but it had the the tail on it. Oh, yeah. So it had the code of the plane. So track. They went on flight radar, tracked yeah. the flight to London City Airport, yeah, and put it out there that he was signing for our team. Yeah, just one plus and one. And it's like, how mad three, is yeah. that? It's, I mean, he did. No, no, but, but it's, it's just insane. Like, I, I don't need that access in no, my life to that, that information. I think this is, um, and we'll come on to this in just a minute because we're going to do a little bit of an F one update in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like earlier today. I don't know if you know, Sam. It's, it's only we're a bit ahead for. Um, recording this podcast, but there was an announcement from Williams that yeah. Albon has resigned. Did you see his announcement for it? No, I he, saw twenty three has signed for twenty three. Yeah, but he put out a thing saying, "I see that Williams have put out a statement saying that I've signed with them for twenty twenty three. I just want to confirm that this is true, and I will be driving right, yeah. for the next <laughs> year." Um, but what I was going to say was is that I got that and got a, a notification on a formula one app yeah i have a notification on a formula one forum thing that i follow so like all i got at the same time within a one minute was this breaking news and i was like this is you don't need it i could have found this out in i don't need this 
when you were minute. watching the Formula One in a few weeks' time. Yeah, that's all I need. I don't really need or to the know. News or... On the minute that he signs, yeah. that, this is why I think partly, uh, and, and it happens with motoring press, I think people should buy more print. And, I, and yeah. the only reason I say that is because all go to rip Because it's your job. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the one of the other things, to have an editor... That it's like re- me going, so I think people should invest in more lawns. Yes. <laughs> and have more and gardens. groundsmen coming People out. should have more gardens. Yeah. I know it is a bit in self-interest, <laughs> but the one thing I think of is that if you just uh, have a social media account and you just punt out information all day long, yeah. then you're instant. The problem is you're possibly wrong sometimes, yeah. and of, and of course you're just trying to scream as loud as possible, and it to leads get... to stress of you know trolling and exactly if that. You get it wrong now. If you buy, sorry Sam, I don't no, want to say I'm... something. I just yeah. wanted to say if you buy. A, a magazine or a newspaper mm-hmm. there's been the writer then there's been his editor yeah and then it's probably come back to him and then it's been edited again so it's had several eyes run over it to make sure a it's all truthful a it's facts yeah that, that are not just being pulled out of the air and that legally you can stand behind what you're saying mm-hmm. and i th- i think that gets a little bit lost in some areas today Sorry, I know I just jumped across. No, it's fine. It kind of leads on from that. It's it's a bit more crude. So apologies if you're eating. Maybe don't eat for a minute. Um, you go now. If you go to the bathroom, yeah, as we all do. I love that this is you'll where take. It took your, your... No, but you'll take your phone with you, right? If we go back 10, 15 years, yeah, you'd take a magazine, yeah, or you know you'd have a book in there, or, or there'd be a book with like little, you know, tidbits in it. There's actually then. a book in my uh... yeah, and I. It's a fax book. I think yeah. you actually bought yeah, it I bought for, you. for uh, Christmas. Yeah, I bought you. It's the QI one, yeah. But, you know, if you didn't, you'd sit there and you'd end up reading the back of the shampoo bottle or something, yeah, yeah, <laughs> reading just, the ingredients. Yeah. You, I don't, you don't need your phone with you. No. It's become habit. I At work this afternoon, I accidentally left my... I, my phone's usually in my pocket, partly because I like to have the pedometer with me. Yeah, to see how many but steps you're doing. I don't need it. It's just an interest. But I'd left it in the in the office and we were gone for a couple of hours. And my immediate thing when I realised about two minutes walking that I didn't have it was, oh, I've left my phone. And then I was like, well, I'm not going to go back and get it, actually. Yeah. And the more I didn't have it, I thought, well, I got back and, you know, I tapped the screen and it told me the time. It told me I had no notification. I was like, well, I didn't need it. And if somebody had desperately needed to contact me, they could have waited for an hour yeah. or two. You know, think- if, if it's something serious, it's still going to be serious in an hour. Uh, we... We forget often that we we always think, what if an emergency happens? And if you if you ask most people, how many times <laughs> has your phone rang with an emergency that you need to deal with then and there? Because bearing in mind that when you were born, yeah. you and I were both born, uh, there was no mobile phones or anything like that. So our parents uh, and our parents' parents, there was no immediate access to someone, but they still no. got through. Yeah, of course. Called the work. Your wife's about to give birth. Oh, right. We'll go and shout him out on the field. Like this, people used to just interact. Yeah. But if I, I think in my life, I'm really struggling to think of that. Like, if I hadn't had my phone there, I might have missed this call. Yeah. I mean, your immediate thoughts jump to a family member passes away. Yeah. Or your and you'll get pregnant. And you'll get a phone um, call saying that this person... Now... On Christmas Eve last year, mm. my sister rang me at about 10.45 at night oh, yeah. and said, I just wanted to let you know, Nan's died. Mm. Now, that's a terribly sad thing to happen. Mm. 
Mm. And it's obviously it's it's amplified because it's Christmas and yep. and all this sort of stuff. But if I didn't have a mobile and she didn't have a mobile and she hadn't called me then and it had waited until she'd been rung on the house phone by whoever told her mm. and then she rang me on the house phone or she told me the next morning. I don't want to trivialise anything, but my nan would still be dead. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. not like she ran me the saying, tragedy was still Nan's happening. in hospital. She's yeah. about to die. We need to get down there. I mean, she lived in Essex anyway, so mm. she was two hours away. But whether she told me in person or I got that instant information, some people will say, well, I want to know straight away. And that's fine. That's why you, that's why you have mobiles, I guess. And we're not saying we want to ban mobiles. No, I think it's, it was this. just it was a more of a morbid point. But it is another it's another viewpoint of it I than remember... sort of breaking news. I was going to say, I remember having this debate with a friend of ours years ago uh, when we were at, we weren't far off school leaving age, and they okay. had a, a grandparent that died, but they were on holiday at the time. Yeah. And their family had chosen not to tell them we until had, they... Yeah, we had this with my mum and my sister. Yeah, that yeah. thing of, well, let them enjoy their holiday because it's not going to change what's yeah, happened but here. but it will ruin their holiday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's that sort of, yes, they want to know. And I remember, you know, people take different opinions of it but to me it's sort of well this is long this is a long long way off of our car podcast it is i think yeah <laughs> we'll move back to it in a second yes but it was i think that the main the main crooks of it are we've allowed technology to creep into our life every second of every minute of every day yeah and possibly the next generation that are coming through are just sort of saying well it's great but it's it's novel for, for you, for older people, because it's like, wow, you think this is amazing. We just expect it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the, the idea of, if I think, what was it, 60-ish years ago, man went to space for the yeah. first time. You know, like the human race, as far as we know, if I'm sure yeah, there's yeah. some UFO freaks who want to be like, <laughs> oh, we went there in the 12th Which, by century. the way, was like 60 years after cars were in <laughs> Yes. So, you know, <laughs> we were in space. <laughs> and, and now we're here today, and you just think the amount of, advances but if you said to a 12 year old today there's someone going to space tomorrow do you remember, like, oh cool who is it elon must yeah, take another okay. car it's like you know exactly yeah it's like well so so doesn't, doesn't everyone they're, they're growing up expecting that space tourism will just happen yeah so when you say your car can drive itself it's like oh they can't already oh when you say uh, it can't drive itself you have to do everything you have to learn how to do it i'm getting a little bit optimistic that certain younger people are going that sounds more interesting because to me when we were young and growing up and learning to drive that's what interested me it was a skill set yeah i was about to take on and learn and you know you feel a proper part of society all of a sudden mm -hmm. it's like wow all these people are driving to work and today for the first time ever i'm driving to work with them yeah i'm not getting a lift from a friend i'm driving to work with them and then of course you know a couple of years pass and you just glum oh, place like everyone else in the, in the traffic <laughs> Um, yeah, before we get on to, you know, sort of too much life's too in, in you know, we can have instant, anything instantly these days. Let's get back to either this point or your next point. The next, you're done with the EV thing. Uh, the next story was going to be a big, big Sam story. Huge Sam story. Probably the biggest story. Sad or good? Uh, for you, the saddest news. That oh, probably... then I don't, I don't want to do an F1 update. It's fine. <laughs> There's not nobody wants to hear a 32 year old man cry, cry, cry on the microphone. Yes. So Sebastian Vettel has retired from the no, sport. No, no, no. You've done the headline wrong already. Oh, 
So unfortunately, Formula One is ending. Yeah. <laughs> like there will be no point watching it from the end of this season onwards. So yeah. now you can. He's carry still there on, for so. the rest of this season. Yeah. So from the end of the season onwards, there'll be no point watching Formula One. Yeah. Well, I called it a couple of, about a month ago, and I said well, we're gonna, not going to do our F1 updates anymore on the website. Yeah. I wasn't going to do race reports. Yeah, yet. exactly. Do you know what? Maybe Sebastian Pre- Vettel listens, and he thought if I'm not going to get on the Miles Driven race report. Then I'm, I'm not interested so your in this. Yeah, maybe that's it. Uh, well, so we've got another announcement. The miles driven are splitting up. No, no. <laughs> well, actually, if you were doing more of the race reports, they would have continued. So you can only blame yourself, Sam. Oh, I'm too busy. You are the demise of Sebastian Vettel's career. That's what Probably we have yeah. just ascertained. But on a slight, I mean, they say every cloud is a silver lining. This is the smallest twinkle of a silver lining. Sebastian Vettel now has Instagram. Yeah, he did say, didn't he, that he was going to open social media when he left. And, because and it was he immediate. Won- yeah, so basically to keep people updated with his project. Right. Because he's going to move in. I think he's yeah. going to move into more pushing the sort of things that he's interested in, the activism that he's... I really, really hope that someone in the German car manufacturing arena grabs him as quick as possible because he has been a real proponent for advanced fuels. Yes. I, I'll, I'll, <laughs> yeah. You know, but like, I mean, I don't want to keep saying e-fuels, so I'm just going to say advanced fuels. Yeah. Because... He obviously understands the passion of cars. Mm-hmm. He wants to keep that passion going, but also he's not hard on the fence either way because he also seems to appreciate the fact that there's a planet and we can't just pollute it as, as whatever yeah. we want. Now, that's a completely separate debate that we don't really do on the podcast, but the main thing for me is if things are going to be banned and our passions are going to be banned, I really hope someone is there beating the drum explaining to people that don't have a clue about this yeah well actually we can still enjoy all these things and there's ways to do it that are not as carbon intensive as they are today and i think sebastian vettel would be that you know who'd have thought this in 2010 when he was just this idiot that no one liked because he kept crashing and he kept Kept sort of crashing yeah he didn't keep crashing did he? he kept sort of disobeying team orders and Stealing victories from Mark Webber and <laughs> and just just to make it clear what sort of personality Sam is. Sam liked him then, and he likes him now. <laughs> I I didn't love him then. I no, liked him. No, your love I, I, grew over yeah. the years. Yes, there's there's sort of a trend, I guess. You know, Max Verstappen being my favourite F1 driver <laughs> yes, now. Yeah, although he's, he's, is, but he's maturing at an exponential yeah, rate. I just think. whoever's in the um, the naughty camp, that's where Sam yeah. is. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Sam's over there fighting their case. Yeah. Yeah. We're all waiting for Mick Schumacher to, to suddenly go, do you know what? I've been friendly for a few years. Now yeah. I want to win an F1 championship. Yeah. And, and if, if I need to crash into someone on the last race... Yeah. That isn't Sebastian that, Vettel. Yeah. To, to stop them from winning a championship, then I will. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we all remember Senna fondly. So, yes. <laughs> uh, so... F1 update, yes, I'm sure we're only going over news that anyone who... Well, also, we're probably... We're a few weeks Two back. weeks. We're recording this we were, two it, weeks previous to when you're listening to it. Yeah. So I imagine the Piastri stuff and all this stuff will there, be sort of resolved by then. going on with Alonso leaving Alpine. Let's lay down our predictions for where who he's going to end Who do we think will go to Alpine? Who do we think will go... Not, let's not talk about the rest of the grid for a second. Alpine, who will be their lineup? Mm. Ocon will be there next year. I'm almost certain. Yeah, no, I think th- I'm pretty sure he might even have signed. Yeah, I, I'm, um, I'm say I'm. I think we can be 99.9 on that. Who's the second driver? Ricardo. Oh, see, yeah, you've taken my prediction. Yeah, um, I was going to go with someone else, but 
I couldn't think who. I could. Yeah. I, I would have to do a few moving rounds in my I'm mind. I'm going to. But go... you can go with that as well. No, no. I want to. I just want to go different. I think you're right. Yeah. But I'm going to go with Joe. I'll tell you what, you take that, because that was where you thought, and I'll take the one that I said to you that Piastri. you then told me when I got here today, and I was like, yes, I know, I told you that yes. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, Piastri could still sign. He could. Well, you can go that if you Okay, I'll go Piastri. No, because I'm going to go with him going somewhere else. Yeah, okay. So who are you going to go for? for uh, Mick Schumacher. I was, no, Mick Schumacher won't leave a Ferrari engine car. Nicola, no, Nicholas Latifi's going to be out the door. Um, no, <laughs> he, he is. Said with some no, I'm fairly sure he is. Um, I'll put that down as a prediction. Okay. I reckon he's not going to get a seat next season. Okay, they're going to bring up somebody else. I think. Well, it was, people were talking about Piastri, but <laughs> yeah, I don't think. It Who knows be. where he's going? Piastri to McLaren for me. Okay, which then moves Ricardo. I think Ricardo is going to end up at somewhere like Haas. Well, see, the interesting thing for me, I think. Oh, and then Joe to thingy. Alpha. I'm, oh no, Joe's Alpha Romeo. Yeah, but I may be wrong, and I, I genuinely may be wrong. I'm, I'm desperately trying to remember from um, Joe's last. Uh, year before he's coming to F1. Yeah. I think he may have been with Alpine in F2. Okay, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. Piastri to McLaren. Yeah. Yeah. Ricardo goes to Haas. Just to make a point, if Ricardo goes to Haas, he'll have driven every every engine. engine. Yeah. Ricardo to Haas. Magnussen goes to Alfa Romeo. Joe goes to Alpine. Ooh. If that comes true, I want you to give me fifty pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you could bet that somewhere and you'd get really I'd good get odds. Astronomical odds. <laughs> so we just cover off quickly before we do predictions. Let's just uh, yeah. cover off the last couple of races. Yeah, I was going to do a more in depth one, but we're sort of here now. I don't know. We're sort of on a time limit because you've got a uh, something that rhymes with Clando's coming shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was sort of going to say we could rate each team out of 10 for how we think. We could briefly go through it That's, and not delve you know into it too let's, much. Let's do your idea of rating the teams rather than doing the race reports that we were yeah. planning. And we'll do that when we do our next podcast. We'll, oh, okay. We'll, well like an in-depth one and we'll, we'll sort do of think a more in-depth one next. We can do a little rundown now. Yeah, yeah. Drivers well, we, can, we can talk about more how the teams are performing because we haven't done an F1 update for three or four weeks. Yeah. So, so a brief team thing now and then an in-depth team, team rating. team overall thing and rating now. Or do you want to do a driver rating? No, no. Let's just look at it from the team. Well, the drivers and teams. Okay. Let's do drivers now and we'll do an overall team rating in the next one. Yeah. So let's start at pretty much the back few teams. Yeah. We'll just pick a few drivers and we'll go in-depth for the next one. Right. Well, let's start so at Williams. Any standouts and... Yeah. Let's start at Williams because we've got Latifi and Albon. I think yeah. Albon's still... Progressing with the car. Obviously, they've re-signed him, so they're happy with him. Yeah. I think things are not happening as I expected them to for Williams. I genuinely thought they would take... The problem is, when the new season started, every team was going to move 50 places up the grid, which is impossible. (laughs) And obviously, everyone's moved forward, and it's meant that Williams are still... They had a good start, but now they sort of drifted back and they're kind of yeah, stuck they're there. occupying that last position. I don't know what would really make a difference. No, I just can't think of Albon's a great driver. We know that he can perform if he's put in the right car. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Probably, it's looking less likely, or no, not impossible, that Latifi would stay. Um, if he leaves, you know, there's F2 drivers hanging around. Yeah. There's I say Piastri's not got a contract. There's a, a gap on the grid because Vettel leaving. I mean, blimey, it, we could have uh, Kovalainen back at this race. <laughs> yeah. you know, just any old driver. Well, I texted you last back. night, didn't I say Juan Pablo Montoya? Yeah, Montoya's BMW Sauber. There's an opportunity there. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, 
who knows that what will take that space but i just i i can't see much going for williams no for the rest of this season maybe next year but considering the fact the team boss i i read some stuff about him and he really is into this like he he's a lot more involved in all this and i thought he's got a good history around it and yeah possibly i mean things don't happen in a day do they no any input on william sam no i don't want to go too much in depth because obviously we will do on the next podcast and we'll be repeating ourselves so yeah so that's williams if we move on to Haas, anything you want to say particularly uh no i've had a good couple of races in places Mm. got into some points and same with alpha really i think they're uh, we use the phrase quite a lot, but much of a muchness between yeah, the those. Only, the only thing odd thing with Alpha I've found is for the last few races, they seem to like there was a few races where Bottas was up in like fifth, sixth place, competing yeah. for most of the race. Well, he, he was in Hungary, wasn't he? He started uh, like, recently. Uh, yeah. He started alongside Hamilton. Yeah, oh, and it was slightly out of position. Was, it was seventh and eighth, I think. Yeah. So but still, he's <laughs> but I mean, it's incredible for an Alpha. But he just they don't seem to have the race pace. So I don't know what's happening there. No. That's something I think that may change because. They've got the Ferrari power unit. Yeah. If they get the aerodynamics right. Yeah, but Ferrari have got the Ferrari power unit. Well, and yeah, <laughs> and they can't seem to make it work. Um, moving on from there, McLaren have gone horrendously backwards. Yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? Yeah. They're probably my least performing team. Mm, I I'd think put them at the bottom I of the power ranking. I say this. I think that's Aston Martin. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about from Aston. Where I they, which team I'd forgotten. From where they were... To what's so far been not a great season. Um, there's always something on the horizon with Aston Martin. Like yeah. as in they they're really tweaking and moving. Well, they had this new wing this weekend, the sort of new wing shelf wing thing they tried, which didn't work. They had they had the new side pod design about a month or two ago. Has had a new side pod this week as well. So it just well, in the last race, sorry, we should say there's a lot of input going in on the Aston Martin side, but. I'm not sure. Possibly now that Vettel has announced that he'll that he's done for you know for the yeah. rest of the, he'll be more relaxed. And I know we saw that when uh, Raikkonen said he was leaving. Yeah, we did get a bit more out of him. The yeah. need to perform disappeared, and with it, the pressure. I don't, I'm not sure he necessarily felt that pressure anyway. I think he possibly was just, not. I but think he's. The... I think they're just really going to miss him pushing them forwards. Mm. I don't think Alonso is going to give them what Vettel gives them. Well, it would give them better racecraft. I think. I think currently Alonso is probably a better driver. I think the thing with Alonso is you could put him in a shopping cart, a Formula One car, or a dragster, and he seems to be able to, after about yeah. five minutes, understand how it but works. But he doesn't and... have the the sort of ethics within the team that I think Vettel brings to right, Aston Martin. I, see what you're saying. I think it's going to affect the dynamic of the team a bit. I suppose the problem is when you're bringing in drivers that are very experienced, very accomplished, but ultimately. That, you know, if you bring in a twenty-year-old, they're thinking about the next ten to fifteen years. Yeah, Alonso's thinking the next one or two. Yeah, I mean, he's just trying to extend this this as long as possible. Mm. And if I, I'm, I'll just use the example of Ocon. Ocon is looking at Alpine. He wants that car to develop. You know, he, if he doesn't win a championship this year, which obviously he won't, yeah, well, most likely he won't. But if he doesn't win a race this year, he can think, well, if I keep giving every morsel of information I can to the team. Well, he'll make the team his, like Gasly yeah. has with Alfa Tauri. Yeah, but there's, there's a chance if I'll have a win end of next year. Yeah. Maybe we'll have a championship run in three years. You know, you, you've got that long sight. Whereas when you've got drivers that are sort of questioning how much longer they want to do this, 
They can give great input, but they probably can't do it as long term. I mean, this is where Raikkonen, Alfa Romeo, he was their lead man for being able to say, this is wrong. This is wrong. He, he knew it was wrong. He could tell yeah. them that. But ultimately, you know, how far ahead is he thinking? The end of the season a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Well, also for Aston Martin, it's a 50% downgrade as well. They've got rid of a four-time world champion for a two-time for a world champion. <laughs> Although, to be fair to Alonso, one of those world championships, he lost by the skin of his teeth. Still lost, though, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Um, can't argue with the facts. No, you can't. No, no. But that was when he, he left Renault, went to McLaren. I think he expected it to just be his team. And obviously Hamilton was there at the same time. You had a British driver, British team. Yeah. He, and then they really went backwards. <laughs> Uh, the year the, after when Hamilton left <laughs> yes exactly yeah they won the world championship with Hamilton and yeah. then yeah, it all went backwards but anyway um, yes yeah, so I, oh, I, I hate to say it because of course huge fan I think both of us are huge fans of Aston Martin and yeah. um, Vettel and do you know what I don't I have Stroll gets a lot of just stuff thrown at him but actually he hustles the car around and for the last know 10 races he's been there or thereabouts with Vettel yeah, yeah in this season yeah uh so of course Vettel will get more out of a car if Vettel a four-time world champion wasn't getting more out of a car yeah then that means stroll yeah. is, is something you know out of this world but actually he's performing at you know a level that I think I, people like to bash whoever they can in Formula One and I think at the minute he's become a bit of a target yeah um but no I, I, th- I think the team could do something that's the worst thing about it is is when i said our oh, williams and i said i don't really know what they've got to do with aston i think they have all the resources they've got the right team you know they've got a lot of sort of superstars walking around the place yeah and they've evidently got the the cash injection they needed why are they why are they where they are like, yeah. yeah that's the other thing um moving on from them sam we'll go sort of to the i don't want to say mid-pack but the sort of fight that's going on although my other disappointment ish Alpha Tauri? Yeah. They were because they were knocking in sort of a fifth place or a sixth place and I haven't really seen them too much in the points really. No, yeah, it's disappointing. Um on from them Well, then you get to the Yeah, then we're meat to, of it. Yeah, then we've got Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. We missed someone? I don't think so. We did ask uh, Aston, Haas, um No, we've done Williams, Haas. <laughs> Alpha, we're using Aston, Alpha Tauri, McLaren. We're doing Mercedes, Red Bull, Ferrari. So that's one team missing. Whoever missed from that. God, it's going to be terrible when we think of who it is, isn't it? Somewhat everyone's shouting at the moment. So Williams. Yep. Alpha Romeo. Yep. Alpha Tauri. Yep. Alpha Romeo. Said that. Pass. No, you did Alpha Tauri. I said Williams, yeah. Alfa Romeo, Alfa oh. Tauri, Haas, yeah. Aston, Aston Martin. Martin. Yes, you've got five. Yeah. Right, so then the next three, Ferrari. Uh, Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes. McLaren. McLaren. Alpine. Alpine. So yeah, we well, are we on the last three. three. Yeah, yeah we right, talked okay. about Alpine. So. Uh, Red Bull. Again, oh, we don't want to give them grades or anything, so we're going to do that next no. time. But Red Bull, yeah. The, the only thing I think worth Maybe mentioning Perez. is, yeah, it's just Perez has been... I think bit. he's been unlucky more than anything. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's... If something bad's him, happened, it's sort of more him. than likely happened to him. I know Verstappen's uh, well, had a couple well, of DNFs. Uh, but before we say who's really unlucky, we should put it into the 
parameters of Ferrari exist. So Perry's Ferrari been... exists, but Ferrari aren't unlucky. They they've no, just but made Charles Leclerc is. He is. But <laughs> I mean, again, no. it's not luck. It's luck for him, but it's the strategists. I I, don't, I can only assume they've got Bobo the clown <laughs> just just spinning around with a blindfold on, picking between A was... to F in strategies. Okay, we have gone to plan F. Yes, that is F because we decided F. So tires are F, uh, whichever <laughs> one we can find. Yes, I really liked at the start of the season to see Ferrari's resurgence. I've enjoyed. They should be winning them. the championship. They should be. I've I've enjoyed watching for what we've had the on track battles of Verstappen yeah. and um, and Leclerc. Leclerc when it's happened, Sainz, Sainz has managed to get in there yeah. uh, a few times. And I say Perez is um, obviously George Russell has sort of been just behind. Uh, um, I th- Mercedes, I think you've got to give some them some credit for they've come back a bit. Yeah, but I think were. I think the podiums they've got have flattered where, how much progress they've made because without being horrible they've yeah. been gifted quite a few by ferrari i mean <laughs> and any red bull failures or, or penalties say, the other well but you could I argue that was saying we well, got to be there yeah you have i think the other thing is red bull have probably handed them uh, one or two mm-hmm. uh, times when they've well they've had dnfs and yeah you know and there's been a problem and they've had to pull in a car or whatever else but i, I just think if I just, you, you just can't look past Ferrari's strategy. It's bizarre because, like, we're just going to bring up the last race yeah. quickly. We're not going to do a full race report on it, yeah, just yeah. a quick one. They had second and third nailed. And I joked with you before the race. I'm like, right, so the strategists are going to say, we've definitely got ninth. Yeah. And just with no team. Second and third is not what we're after. No. We're after a good seventh and ninth will but do us. How, how often have you seen a team that second and third finished first and second because they can gain the car ahead of them yeah. with pit stops and everything else mm-hmm. to force that car to go on to a non-optimal strategy yeah, and then end up sort of... I mean, that's Mercedes to a T for the yeah. last But it's years. almost as if Ferrari have gone... They're reacting to a team doing that to them when a team hasn't done that. No, it's them. like they react to themselves. So they pulled their driver in and gone, well, we need to go on the hards. Yeah. Why do... Why? Why? We're, we're, we're pitting first. Yeah. No, no, no. No, we're reacting. To, Hards. Yeah, what yeah. are we reacting to? Well, we've done it now. Yeah, exactly. We're now we need to own... react to ourselves. I just and think we need to come back in for them... three stops on a, when other <laughs> people know. are doing a, a one or a two stop. And, and I just, I hope, um, yeah, I hope it. Well, I mean, a part of it has been the drivers because Leclerc got a bit too enthusiastic. Span, yeah, uh, earlier in the oh, season. Oh yeah, you got to put some. Yeah, you've got to put there are driver drivers. Signs has been pretty much nailed on until he gets. I robbed by a strategy. Was it if the French Grand Prix? And it, they were. He was. I. I was at home. Without you, we weren't watching yeah, it together. Yeah. And I watched signs having an on-track battle, being told to come into the pits whilst yes. in the middle. Yes, of an, and he replied saying, "Not now, not now, not now." Whilst yeah. fighting with, I believe it was Russell going down the street. I think it was, yeah, it was either, or Perez. I was going to say it was either Russell or Perez, but they were. It was coming into that last sort of yeah. of and he's fighting for a place, fighting for a place. And you're looking at it and you're thinking, what am I watching here? Why is Sainz having to tell his team, yeah. I'm currently... And also he didn't need to stop anyway. No, he could have it carried. Was, it was well, an unnecessary was. stop and he yeah. would have, and he lost the podium <laughs> again. Just, it was just bizarre. I know they said they wanted to pit him because they didn't want to risk the tyres. Yeah. But, but there was no evidence to show the tyre was in any danger. No. And the other thing is, if you're in first and you're going to get second out of it and you just say, you know what, let's lose the seven points to get it, then you kind of go, I think Mercedes have done that before. Where they yeah. Sort of, I think Red Bull have done it, where you sort of say, 
We'll lose the top position, but we'll definitely get the Hall of Points, and that's more important. Yeah, because after where, Baku with Verstappen, when yes, his tyre exploded. Yeah. Where, whereas with Ferrari, they were either going to be on the podium or not, depending on whether they did this. Yeah. And surely, leave him out there until he's lost the podium position, because once yeah. he's in, there wasn't enough laps for him to come and... No, no, it was in that grey area. You just risk it, and if, if he does... If the tire is looking like it's down to the cords, then you then you say, look, right, you're gonna have We're to come gonna, in. Yeah, we, but we we'll can't. we'll put you on a set of softs and we'll go for the fastest lap. Yeah, we'll just yeah try, try and, and get recover away a couple of uh, you know a point. Just, so yeah, I don't know, I don't know quite what's going on there. I hope Ferrari get it together. Well, give us a more interesting second half of the season you know because what? the drivers' championship. He's now three weight race I know. over three I have race say, wins. Ahead. The one thing I give to Ferrari, thank you, Ferrari, for bringing the drama. Of Formula One back, yeah, oh, yeah, season, yeah. We're not at the last the throngs of a season where it's like between two, or for the last sort of ten years where it's either just been between two or one yeah. domination, and, and obviously the Schumacher era and the Senna era and everything else before that. But to see a team making a mistake and then getting a result you didn't necessarily expect from it, that's real. This sport, and I don't know whether Ferrari are just they they know that and they're yeah. like. We'll we'll sacrifice ourselves. Yeah, we'll we, be the drama. Yes, we know that what you need. You don't know what you need. We yeah. know what you need. Yeah. So we're going to supply it, and the drivers don't know about this. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Hang on, who, who signed up to this? I want to win the championship. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, that's uh, that's that's it. Yeah, the main the main thing. That's being, our teaser, our F one teaser. Yeah, the main the thing being week. yeah that Sebastian Vettel has um, decided to leave, and we yeah. don't know. And yeah, where he'll you go guys will know, but we'll be able to confirm some news hopefully next week about yes. Piastri and other yeah. things. So that's the. Uh, let's just check. We did pimp my ride with BMG. Um, yeah, that's a uh, that's the podcast, Sam. So unless you've got anything else you want to add in, he's shaking his head at me, everyone. So no. I was drinking. Yes. <laughs> no, I don't. Okay. Well, thanks for joining for another podcast, everyone. Um, as ever, you can always check us out. Um, I think the. The, I, I probably do mention the website every now and again, but it because we were starting up the YouTube side of things because it's summer and given Sam a bit of a break mm-hmm. and everything else, the the website does need um, some more content loaded up onto there, and uh, we will get that for you. So if you are sort of regularly just sort of checking out and you're not seeing anything fresh, it is going to happen. It's just in a sort of queue of things we're trying to get sort of done. Uh, because we still do our day jobs. Indeed. So, exactly <laughs> uh, but we will force Sam to get some writing out, don't worry. Cool. He's uh, he's gonna get himself <laughs> Very a, exciting. Um, a tablet at some point and yep. uh, yeah, we'll um we'll get it done. So thanks for listening everyone and we'll uh, we'll catch you in the next podcast. See you there.